You're listening to episode 76 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and if you're listening to this, you're probably a maverick like me. How convenient because I literally made the show just for you. I'm a business scaling strategist that's been in the game for almost a decade now, and I'm weirdly passionate about helping impact-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, and go-getters scale their businesses and their lives. Imagine taking your impact, your income, and your freedom of time to the levels that you can only dream about. Making your mission known to the world and mastering your business strategy so you don't have to keep on trading dollars for hours. I built two two comma businesses doing what I love, what I believe in, and a lot of that has to do with teaching you how to do the same. We drill down on strategy, but we know that it takes more than just business tactics to live the life that you envision. So we go deep on health optimization, mindset, leadership, relationships, and just being that scaled up version of you who is primed and ready to step into your purpose and peak performance. Some days I record this bad Larry from my closet to escape my three littles, and some days I'm down at my barn office on our 12-acre farm. So do me a favor, grab your notebook and a pen and your favorite bevy, and let's get to the show. You've likely just binged on the last two incredible weeks with the lovely Shannon Lutz since this is part three of our three-part series. And if you haven't done that yet, you need to part one, episode 74, all these will be linked in the show notes, was all about magnetic and high converting content. How do you create it? How does it work in your favor? Part two, which was episode 75, also linked, was all about breaking down the psychology of all things Instagram. So how can you leverage stories and Instagram as a whole for your business and kind of the tips, tricks, hashtag strategies, all the things you want to know. And this episode is getting right to the pinnacle of all things online business. Part three is all about how to launch and sell out your offers, programs, and services. And if I have to be totally honest with you, this ish is gold. That's all I'm going to say. In a nutshell, if you want straight up tactics, a game plan to launch your offers, to have ideal customers banging down your door, converting like gangbusters, Shannon and I, we've got you on this one. She is masterful at all things launching, social media, content, marketing. What is this woman not masterful at? It'd probably be a shorter list, but the girl behind the social bungalow, we have officially kidnapped her and we are holding her hostage for three episodes. This is part three here on Scaling Up and we are just like leeching off of all of her genius for as long as humanly possible. So you may as well ride that wave with us because it's worth it. I told you that good things are going to come out of this quarantine and part three of the series is one of those things. All right, Shannon, we're still here. We're kicking and you've dropped some wisdom and tactic bombs on us. Truth be told, though, I've been kind of salivating in anticipation of the big kahuna that is part three of this three-part series about how to launch and key phrase here, sell out offers, programs, services. So welcome back and let's do this thing. Yeah. Thank you again for having me. Thank you everybody for listening, salivating, heavy breathing. We've just been over here getting amped up and ready. I'm so excited to dive in. Yeah, exactly. So we've covered the trifecta of stepping into new levels of scalability and profitability. And in part one, we covered creating the magnetic and high converting content, which is so necessary. And part two, we got into the psychology behind Instagram stories, leveraging the power of Instagram and, and marketing yourself online. And this week, we are focused on what I think really moves the needle and ultimately shifts the bottom line in people's businesses. So 
let's talk offers here for a minute. I just did recently, a couple of weeks ago, a deep dive training for my mastermind members on how to craft their perfect offers and how many they should have, what the process looks like, because really this is the bread and butter of our businesses, or it should be. Like if we're not creating offers that we can sell, then we're not making money. But in case we have some newbies listening or people that are tuning in that are just starting to either bring their businesses online or starting the scaling process, tell me about what it means to have an offer or a suite of offers in the online space. Just keep it baseline, like give us a sense of what we're talking about today. Absolutely. So from a scalability perspective, what I call it, I'm sure you have your own proprietary way is entry to anchor. So you want to serve them at the beginning phase of the most dire need, the most viable entry point, and then take them in an ascension model all the way to your anchor point. In the middle there is where you have some of those mid programs that are going to solve intermediate problems and then get them to the anchor. So you're really in your audience, always helping your beginner, your intermediate and your advanced. And that's the same way that you're going to figure out what you're serving them with at every rung of the ladder. And so a growth path and Ascension model based program suite allows for you to not compete against yourself with your own offers because they are all a little bit more specialty than they are generalist styled programs. And if you have, you know, at an entry point or at a high level point, one more of a mastermind that's very, the curriculum is very robust, or you have a getting started in your business, getting started with your health, your fitness, et cetera, entry point that's more robust and feels more generalist, that's okay. It's, it's specific because it's catered towards a specific person's needs at that base level point or at that advanced point. So identifying what you're doing for which person at which rung of the ladder also then illuminates how much of your time should or shouldn't be in the different tiers. So I always say that you want to show the high value of getting intimate time with you by having it on the latter part of your program suite your one-on-ones, your group coaching, your high ticket service, if you're a service provider. And for that more entry point is where you have your passive or your self-studies, your courses, your memberships, your guides, eBooks, templates, et cetera. And you're allowing somebody to dip a toe with you for the lowest investment point, but see high results for exactly where they are. And then say, now that this makes sense, I'm ready for this. And you're like, oh, would you guess I have the exact next thing that you're wanting as the next rung in the ladder? And then you're able to increase your lifetime value of every client by picking more money up off the table from entry to anchor versus looking at trying to constantly sell high ticket and selling less because one to many is where a lot of that bread and butter is with an online based business. I feel like you just summed that up pretty much perfectly. Like that was, <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening to you like, yep, 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 that, 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 and then that. So the things that I want to extract from that, that I heard that are so poignant and so important are first of all, talking about how you have, I call it like an Ascension suite, which is the same exact concept. Like you don't want someone to come in, get a taste of what you have to offer, be like, that was awesome. What can I get next? And then you're like, nothing. I don't provide anything else. You know, you only get this with me. So when you don't have to have a ton of offers, but if you can have something that allows them to stair step through a process with you, it's gold because then you build those lifers, you build that loyalty and you build the people who are like, okay, finish this. I'm on to the next thing. Cause you offered so much value. And then you also talked about, you know, the concept of having the more high touch offers, the high ticket offers of one-on-one mastermind, the things that directly involve time for money, right? Like if I'm going to coach someone one-on-one, that's very much going to be, you know, me investing my time in that person. It's usually a higher price point. However, there's a reason in my business in particular, I very much limit the amount of one-on-one offers that I have because 
I value my time so much. So it's a very high price point, but I only take on a handful or so so that I can have more freedom of time. And you talked about passive opportunities like courses, like membership sites, templates, eBooks. We don't have time to get into all the different options for offers because there are so many in the online space. It's amazing. They're just endless opportunity. But having a combination of the two is brilliant because then you have something people can work through. You also have downsells so that when someone comes to me and say, hey, can I work with you one-on-one? And I'm like, sure, here's the application. Here's the price point. And they hear the price point and they nearly poop their pants. Then I can say, you know, if this isn't the right time for that, I have this. And then I have options that I can like walk them down the ladder until they find that right entry point for themselves so that you're never excluding someone who really wants what you have to offer, but just isn't at the right place in their journey to take on just a high ticket offer. So thank you for highlighting that. Thank you for walking us through that because it was so perfectly said. So I just want to hear like all things launching from you today that we have time for. So talk to me about, you have a product now. Okay. We have an offer. I want to get into the actual part where we're we're launching this offer and we're like stratospherically launching this offer in a way that is going to convert for us. What are the first steps? What do we do? What does it look like? Absolutely. So you can launch any part of your program suite. You can do your beginner course. You could do your advanced now enrolling for one-on-one spots. I prefer to focus on launching courses and things of that sort, because like we said, if your business is built with this Ascension model, getting the one-to-many packing that top of the funnel with your first viable offer is going to take them naturally on the growth path towards your anchor point. And you don't need to do as many, hey, guess what? Three spots open. You can absolutely. And these things will apply. But for the example, I'd like to focus more on courses so that you guys can kind of take that from a passive perspective because who does not want to walk through the grocery store looking at bananas and then have their phone chime that a thousand dollars just came in. Never met her. <laughs> right. So that to say, you you outline the offer, you built the course, for example, self-study style. So there's not a big undertaking from you once somebody buys. It's obviously a good amount of front-loaded work to outline your offer to create the course, pick your software, and then market it. But launching is typically a live thing that you do. There is an evergreen launch. There is a live launch. A live launch is something that in real time, you, your, your team, whomever, even if you have bells and whistles and um, automation set up, there's still an element of this is happening in real time from this state to this state for this offer at this price with these bonuses. And then it goes away or it increases its cost, et cetera. We can go more into that. And once you do a live launch, you have options to then take it evergreen. What evergreen means is that it is available kind of behind the scenes if somebody falls down a funnel and does the appropriate actions. So let's say in promotion of your live launch, you went ahead and did a webinar masterclass style video. You did the training and at the end you pitched it and you said, guess what? Cart opens now for you guys and it's open for the next seven days at this price. Get it now. You recorded that video, you downloaded that video, and then you use a software or you even use iMovie to chop off the end where you live pitched and you re-record in the same top with the same hair, a new pitch to buy it now on Evergreen. And what happens is when somebody on your website says, oh, I want to watch that masterclass, they're now getting pitched. They're now falling down an email sequence and getting the opportunity to buy. So you can pick up live launch money off the table and you can pick up Evergreen money off the table. And a lot of times people want to jump right to Evergreen because that sounds so attractive versus a lot of the combined effort that goes into bursting onto the scene with a live launch. It is more output energetically, absolutely. 
But to do that the first and the second time, retool your program, retool your strategies, your even your Instagram story slides and your email copy and really figure out what's going to move the needle is key before you would ever take it evergreen. So in launching, kind of to summarize what the point of it is, it is a cash infusion from a one-off burst where you live launch something to your public audience. Yep. So when you launch something, when you have a new program, do you always do a live launch first to kind of like work out the kinks? I do. I always do a live launch first. If I am hyper confident in it, it's going to the public and it's getting a big splash around it. If I want to make sure that I am answering all questions and building things appropriately for my audience member, then I will do a smaller beta group where I give it to them for a discounted rate in order for them to go through, give me feedback, any testimonials. I don't typically do a beta launch for free. Some people do. I prefer to because it is still your zone of genius and all that hard work. And it's just minor tweaking that you typically have to do. They're actually getting your course for 50% off, essentially. Get the feedback from them and then retool and live launch, even just whip it around two weeks later. Yeah, I do the same because those like beta groups or test groups are so valuable because oftentimes you can even take the approach of creating the course as you go that first time if you need to really understand your audience and what they're asking for because I've done it the other way around where I've created it in a vacuum in my head thinking that this is what people need launch it pay attention to the feedback and realize wow I really would have done this differently and this differently but now I've all just put all this time and effort into creating this concrete course that's a little tougher to pivot so that beta test live launch bringing people into the fray get getting feedback getting testimonials asking what they want and being able to kind of craft it as you go or tweak it as you go is so so huge Can we talk about like the pre-launch phase? Because I think sometimes people create their course. Let's say they put all this time and effort in. They they took a course on how to create a course. They have their outline. They've got it all. And then they just go to launch. And there wasn't this period of time where they pre-launch, where they nurtured their people, where they found out what they needed, where they built the connections, were in the DMs kind of teeing up this incredible launch that's coming. And then they're sorely disappointed when, you know, cart open for whatever, 10 days, five days, seven days, whatever they do. And it's not the end result that they were hoping for. And my belief is that in like the pre-launch and even like pre-pre-launch is one of the most powerful times in what is going to happen during the actual cart open phase. Absolutely. I like to hit the ground hard five weeks prior to the cart opening. And I'll tell you some of those dates, but starting to pivot your content two weeks prior, so eight weeks, almost three additional weeks of just nurturing and really focusing on your people and making sure that if you talk about, let's say your content pillars, you've got three main pieces that you regularly talk about. The thing that you're launching really hones in on one of those content pillars. All of a sudden you become that girl for a couple of months. That's the thing that you are focusing on is so important because it will, you'll kind of come out of the woodwork and people be like, whoa, where did you come from? And here's all this amazing content that you're going deep on a specific topic. I'm really able to consume and know that I can trust you for this and I can recommend you to other people for this topic. Great. So you're really training your audience and you're pivoting and you should, by the end of your launch, when the cart closes, be so sick of that stinking topic that you don't want to talk about it for quite some time because you did such a great job and you exhausted all categories and every way in which you could teach it. You will continue to consume content and learn and grow and create more. You'll be fine. Don't worry. But kind of leaving it all on the field is very important for especially your first live launch. So two months out from cart opening, you're starting to pivot your content towards it. 
five weeks prior is where then you start implementing some of the specifics. What I do in order to figure out my launch content is say, what does my person need to know is possible or just really understand foundationally so that they have a light bulb moment here on the front side that allows us to then do something from a skills-based perspective or have something in place, which then illuminates what we need to have as an asset or a resource in order to be banging down the door for the offer. So for example, if I'm launching something about live launching, I want my person to know it is possible to have a major six-figure month off of a live launch of a low-ticket product. And here are case studies and examples, and here's how you approach that. And also, hey, it's possible for you. That, that zone of genius in your brain that you might think isn't deep enough, when you start pen to paper creating your curriculum, your outline, you'll realize it's incredible, which then takes me to my next phase with do, the thing that I need you to have in place is truly the outline. And so let's go ahead and do some workshops, some lives about how some email sequences, some freebies with a framework to outline your free thing. Because what I'm selling is the live launch strategy. It's not the outline process. So let's get that in place now. And then what would really set you up for success to have as an asset in order to hit the ground running in the course? I would say a hundred warm people for you to be able to use these live launch strategies on. And that's going to then show me from a public facing perspective with warming up my audience, some really good, deep, juicy content that's going to be my free launch strategy content. So eight weeks prior, you're just starting to kind of generally chit chat about it. You're starting to put more out. You're starting to do market research. You're turning things around. Then at that fifth week mark, you're starting your do content. So you're starting to say, hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? This is so possible for you. And as your audience collectively is turning their face towards the new opportunity, they're like, oh, I got that. Okay, what next? Because they don't know you have an offer coming yet. What next? How do I do this? Then you're going to start implementing some of that do content. And so you might do, like I said, you'll have a new freebie. That's how to outline a, an offer that's going to set you up for a big picture launch. Let's actually go through what the steps and the structure is for that. There you have an awesome free resource. And then 21 days prior, your three weeks prior is where you're going to actually announce that the course exists. I do three weeks because it's not too long to where those that paid attention from the beginning are saying, hey man, I'm exhausted. I want to get this thing. You've been talking about it and now I'm disinterested because you made me wait so long. And it's not too tight to where a lot of people said, I didn't have time to get the money together or wrap my head around it, or I just invested in something else. I wish I knew it in that time, et cetera. It's that sweet middle spot to be able to announce it. So three weeks prior, guess what? This thing is existing and it's opening on this week for these days with these bonuses at this price. Just throw it all out there. And then the following week, two weeks prior is where you go into all of that have content. And so for this example, creating the asset of having a warm audience of 100 people might tell me I need to do a five-day ideal audience accelerator challenge to get you over the course of five days really attracting, warming, and knowing who your viable 100 people are. And that whole content process from five weeks down to two weeks down to open cart is going to create the banging down the door scenario where they're like, I've done all the work. I'm so ready. Give me all of the how content. I now know so much of the what and the why. And so that's when we're stepping into the cart open phase. During that cart open phase, what does it look like for you usually? So let's start with bonuses because we mentioned that a couple times in the pre-phase and that's kind of the beginning of cart opening. I typically do for a course an open cart of seven days and I love to do a Wednesday to a Tuesday. That's your proper seven days. And with that, you're live launching in the middle of the week when people have time to focus on it. Monday, they're distracted with emails. Friday, they're ready to sign off. Right in the middle, you're like, hey, you have nothing to focus on but me all of a sudden. Boom, open cart. 
that then makes your quote unquote mid-launch slump happen over the weekend because you will hit a mid-launch slump. It's just the common trajectory of any launch. And I'll explain how we balance that on the weekend versus if you did it from, you know, Monday to Sunday, then your closed cart urgency excitement is on Saturday and Sunday when everybody's off their phone and not paying attention to their email. So mid-launch slump on the weekend and then cart closing, oh my goodness, last chance, last 48 hours, last 12 hours, last two hours on a Monday and a Tuesday where people are paying more attention to their business, to their life and making investments. So with bonuses, you have the option of doing a bonus out of the gate to thank your early adopters. So guess what? If you purchase in the first 48 or 72 hours, you're getting access to this incredible bonus. Then when your mid-launch slump happens, you can infuse some more interest by saying, guess what? Fast action, surprise bonus for the next 24 or 48 hours. If you buy within this time frame, you get access to this. The thing here that I prefer to do, I call it a mega bonus out of the gate. From the beginning, you have both your exciting thank you early adopters bonus and then your mid-launch slump bonus available for any purchasers. And you keep that secondary mid-launch slump bonus available the whole time. It's kind of an ever-present bonus. You're only just talking about it on the weekend from a marketing fodder perspective. But if you do them as two separate bonuses, all of your early adopters are going to start pecking at you and saying, well, what about me? Do I get that? I want it. And even if the plan is yes, you're going to have a big communication customer service overhaul on your hands when you start announcing to the public that they get this and your early adopters feel jit. So mega bonus out of the gate where you say, for example, everybody who purchases within the first 72 hours gets access to this amazing group coaching call with me. I'm going to have pre-submitted questions. We're going to hot seat coach on the call. It's going down for 90 minutes. Anything and everything that you are experiencing in this course, we're going to work through it together in real time. This is an amazing, incredible needle moving bonus by now. And what happens is not only the excitement of the cart opening on day one, but the urgency of that bonus makes it for like a mini launch happening within your first 72 hours because you're able to say, oh my gosh, cart's open. Second day, guess what? 48 hour point, make sure you get that bonus. And then on the 72 hour mark, you're able to say, bonus is going away, act now, act now. And then people act from that urgency within the 72 hours. Now it comes to your weekend. So you've gone Wednesday to Friday and you're at your mid-launch slump point. You're able to say, guess what? If you act now, you're getting access to this. And that just comes down to a messaging perspective because you're not saying it's 48 hours only. You're not saying exclusively for the people who buy. You're just using that ever-present secondary bonus as an opportunity. Something I've done with this is something a little bit more passive that doesn't take as much time from you in real time to then do the call and intake the questions and prepare, such as done for you Instagram story slides, not just beautifully done, but also done in a way where they're made for a promotion. There's 20 slides and it takes you from that beginning point of announcing what it is to selling it to FAQs to call to actions. And it shows you what to say on which slide for any sort of promotion that you need to do. So for my audience, they would say, that's super helpful. I need that. I'm going to buy now to get access to it. Little did they know everybody gets access to it, but it comes down to a messaging perspective. Right. And then you are Saturday, Sunday, come now Monday, Tuesday, you've got all of that cart is closing urgency. So you almost have these like tiny little mini, mini launches over the course of seven days to be able to craft your messaging and your urgency around. And do you typically do like a kind of a last minute bonus too, or do you just stick with the mega bonus early adopters and then that secondary mid slump one? I typically only do the two bonuses there and I allow the urgency of the cart closing to speak for itself. I've done enough launches that for me, the feel is that most people need that sense of urgency at the end. A lot of my buyers come in those last couple days, especially that last day. 
I've done bonuses, but I like this structure. I haven't done this structure. So I'm curious to see for you, like, do you see more of the buying happening early because you've built up so much anticipation and they're like ready, chomping at the bit and they want that bonus? Or do you still see that the urgency of the end of, you know, cart closing is what ultimately gets them to pull the trigger? Mm -hmm. Truly both or all three, I should say. Um, And I've crafted this kind of almighty framework off of several launches for myself and for clients to then continue refining, refining, refining to ensure that we're getting people off the fence at every point. Mm-hmm. You only have seven days. So it feels like a long time when you're in it, but it goes by quickly to make sure that you're finding a new aspect and not burning your audience every single day of those, those seven days. So at the beginning, the open cart excitement works for itself. And then you've got your hay bonus and then your weekend fast action and then your closed cart urgency those three main factors, I find that I need all of them. And if I slip on one, I do see a decrease in units sold. And do you do for bonuses, are any of your bonuses ever based on pricing? Like lowering a price for people who buy in this time period? If it's an entry level, entry to mid-level course that's already at a discount, which is typically what you're going to do. Let's say it's normally what I just did. It's $497, it's $297, $200 off for the entire time that you buy, not just for a small bracket of time for the entire time, allows you to really say it's never coming back this low, the price increases. Even if you are you have something that's ever available and you're doing a live launch of a flash sale of something that your audience knows, it will be available tomorrow, but it's gonna be available at $200 more. So you wanna create some sort of a container of excitement for the price. If it's a higher ticket item, I will have a general cost and a VIP cost. And so that general cost allows for the discount to take place. Ideally, if, you're at, if you are doing a live launch for a group program or something that takes more of that time for dollars, you're able to do an early bird price where it is at a discount and somebody can get access to the entire thing that they pay in full, they get really rewarded out of the gate and have multiple phases, early bird, early bird going away, general pricing, price increasing, VIP add-on. You have a lot of play there. But when it's a course, I usually don't do an additional decrease beyond just the general flash sale because I don't want to devalue it too much. Mm -hmm. And are you doing launches for your higher ticket programs? Like if you have group coaching or masterminds, things like that, are you doing actual launches for it? Are you more just like advertising, marketing it? What's your process for that? Is it the same? It's different. As far as the higher level pieces, masterminds, one-on-ones, again, with the Ascension model or Ascension suite, as you call it, it works really well to have leads come to you organically from your tried and true loyal peeps that are ready for more. For that mid-level point where you still need to sell your people who have never bought from you, they're sitting on the fence, but they're not a beginner. So they don't want your beginner course. They're ready for intermediate. It does turn into more of a live launch. And that might be a master master course where it's more of a $1,400 price point, And that might be a group coaching program where it's $2,000 price point insert numbers here. I will still do a live launch off of that because the education need for the audience that hasn't yet gotten into your Ascension model is it's dire because it's a higher price point to invest and they haven't yet invested with you. So the live launch model for mid-level programs does work. I will do that for that as well. And are you playing with ads when you're launching? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. All of my tactics are off of organic launches. I have done ads for one launch and it definitely helps. It fills new leads at the top of the funnel, which is fabulous. But when you do kind of everything from episodes one and two with your content and your stories and your nurturing and your knowing of your people, and then you do the no do and have content approach up to a launch, 
really everybody that you have spent so much time nurturing is going to be banging down the door versus you focusing on bringing in new people. It's not a detriment, but they're definitely new people that are colder to you typically than the people that you know intimately. Yeah. Yet again, Shannon, you're giving so many people hope that like, cause I know a lot of people, you know, maybe came into this call or listening to this, you know, podcast episode thinking, uh, how much money do I have to spend to do this? You know, like how much, like people, some people spend a lot of money on ads, you know, to, to know that you can do this organically, to know that, yeah, there's work that goes into it and you're, you're spending a long chunk of time really building and nurturing those relationships, but it doesn't necessarily come down to how much you're willing to spend because that is very hopeful for newer, smaller businesses that aren't producing at that level yet. So that was good to hear. My thought is to question you on some marketing strategy stuff, but I also love the flow in which you're doing this. Is there something that you are feeling compelled to talk about next or should I pepper you with questions? Well, the thing rattling around in my brain from what you just said is that in our online space, there's a lot of noise. And so people say things that are very declarative or polarizing in order to cut through the noise. Respect, that's marketing. But a lot of times the ad content copy topic is very, you don't do it, go totally organic. And, or people are like, I did this all organically. And it feels like this real claim to fame. And then when they want to advertise to help themselves scale a little bit further, tap into new audiences, which is great. It's a wonderful marketing tactic. They feel like a fraud. And then all this imposter syndrome and hiding comes around it and it's weird and it's icky. And then on the flip side, people are saying you have to do ads. I mean, of course, if that's your bread and butter, there's a lot of ad experts out there that show you what can happen with ads. And totally, when you tap into it, it's gasoline on the fire. A lot of times it works great. I operate in the land of limbo to say from a market, a true marketing perspective, you can do this organically by building your loyal tribe and really operating from a level of excellence and service. And then you can add more people into that existing awesome business model that you have. It's very driven on conversions and not just new leads, but why not both? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in the nurture sequence, in those eight weeks, in all this time that you're building that genuine connection with your people, getting to know them, finding out what they need and giving them what they need so that ultimately you're that person that they they know, like, trust. Are you doing this all through social? How does your list come into this? Because I've also seen, you know, I've seen people lean really heavily on social to do this. I've seen people kind of think outside the box and use other strategies and webinars. And then I've seen people like totally launch using their list and that's where they see the most growth. So I'm curious what you're doing. As far as an attraction perspective, it has to start from some sort of an announcement medium, which is typically social media. And that's where we're doing a lot of our content output. So that's where a lot of our audience is hanging out. And we don't want to then jump into a new medium where they aren't just because we hear it's a great strategy to do. But what we can use, say, webinars as a complementary piece to our social, absolutely. And I think that's more, you've got your... um, sort of your generators, and then you have your converters or your action taker pieces within a launch or within a marketing plan. So let's say that you actively are on Instagram and on Facebook. That's where you're going to announce and talk about things. That's where you're going to nurture and um, excite and entice and do all that good stuff. 
Then when you take them, say, to a webinar to learn more in a gated safe space where they signed up for something, i.e. they then opted in to get access to it, so therefore you've secured their email, you now have them on that platform, you can then produce the actual webinar in the masterclass and sell, and then from there you have their email to follow up with them. So it works in a good trifecta from social to webinar or challenge, whatever that looks like, and then with email woven throughout to make sure you're allowing people to understand what's going on and hit them on all mediums. So to answer that, social media is a massive tool to be able to make people aware. But then when you take it from sort of your rented land, i.e. imagine if your Instagram got hacked or shut down tomorrow, would you still have a business over to where you're more of a homeowner, your email list, gated, safe content, upgrade spots, etc. You are able to segment your audience and then talk to those that have raised their hands and those that have wagged it in the air and say, hey, why aren't you buying? And that's where a lot of that card is coming up uh, to a close. The bonus is going away. Content can be served to the people who want to see it versus you burning your public-facing audience on social. The importance of having the opportunity for people to opt into an email list, either through a free resource or signing up for that webinar, is then giving you the opportunity to cross-delineate, cross I suppose, with the people who have purchased. Then they're getting tagged as a purchaser on your email list. So you know that you had 100 people and 20 people purchased in the first 72 hours. So 80 people are going to continue getting the push emails versus you shouting it from the rooftops on Instagram and 3,000 people rolling their eyes and saying, I'm not going to watch your content anymore the rest of this week because I know you're only talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So as you're in this kind of long launch period of not just cart open, but all the other stuff, let's say that we have some solopreneurs or people with really small teams Can you just highlight and stay on for a minute some of the strategies or where you would recommend they put their focus? Like they don't have, you know, this big team that can handle all these different things. What is some launch strategy that they can implement that is doable for them, that feels attainable, that will really move the needle in their launch? Mm Mm-hmm. I would say start with a brain dump. So sit down with your know and your do and your have on a big sheet of paper and just brain dump out what it is that they need to believe to do and to have as an asset in place. And that's going to show you a lot of that content. Then apply it to the dates that we talked about five weeks out for 21 day announcement, two weeks of hardcore content and really create yourself, even if it's pen to paper, a great launch plan as far as topics on dates. So you know what's happening and then maybe what shape it takes if it's a challenge or if it's just a post. Now that you can see this, it comes down to crafting the content or outlining it and deciding which medium it goes to. So a lot of it's going to be your public facing social media and then some of that additional juicy content or maybe redundant but from a new angle content is going to go over to your email list and then some you're going to turn into story slides and you're able to then go into creative writing, production, graphics mode to batch all of those pieces. Setting yourself up with those pieces at the five-week out mark, bonus points for having it all done because you will feel so confident as you're nurturing people and be able to really dedicate a lot of your time towards DMing and finding um, your existing followers and checking in with them, responding to their stories and asking if they're struggling with anything or having questions and starting to build an awareness around your content so people are turning their eyes back to you because a lot of your announcement pieces are done or your, your actual content pieces are done. And from there, it just comes down to executing. You've mapped it out, you've created it, and now you're posting it and you're having conversations. That's really and truly an organic launch where you have a strong social media presence, all you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're excellent at this. So can you talk about what's going on in the DMs during this launch phase? 
going down in the DMs on launch week is a lot of allowing people to feel uniquely seen, heard, and appreciated that this will work for them. You can say from right, left, and center, from the rooftops, that it's for these niches, that it's going to help you do these things. And if your name is Susie and you're an interior designer, it's going to change your life. And Susie, the interior designer, will still DM you and say, is it going to work for me? And just holding space for her is going to, in an organic launch, move the needle in such an incredible way. Because taking the two seconds to write back to her to make $300 and then take her then from there on a lifetime value from entry to anchor with you is really important. I had to, with a recent launch done mostly organically, put about four hours per day into the DMs wow. just to make sure people knew that it was going to cover their niche. And for example, it was my Instagram course. And so there was a lot of questions of, I'm a coach or I'm service-based. Hey, I'm service-based, but I have virtual products. I have virtual products and then I also do real estate. And so there's a lot of little slices that people wanted to know, will this make sense? And the true answer to that was, if you're focused on your ideal client and you want to build a relationship, all tactics from a psychology and a high-level umbrella perspective apply to all niches. And it was just being able to say that over and over again, which a lot of times is a copy and paste message to set yourself up for efficiency. Anytime that you can voice memo so they can hear the sincerity in your voice and feel like you're a real human and not that you're having an assistant do this or that you're using a copy and paste response, which you might be, but whenever you have the opportunity to come in and really bond with them, they're going to feel like, wow, she, she took the time to respond to me. Even if you only have a thousand followers and it's one of those people that's coming in, coming in and saying, Hey, do you think this is for me? I know we have a good rapport and I trust you to be honest with me and you to voice memo back and say, here's what I know of you. And here are the reasons why it will work. It's going to make all the difference. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's say, okay, you launch cart open. What's happening in the time where you're technically not in any kind of launch? Like you're not in a pre-launch, you're not in cart open, you've closed the cart. What's so important to not lose sight of, or maybe mistakes you've seen made that once the cart closed, like, what does that time look like for you? A lot of people say that they have a launch hangover. I have felt it. It's a real thing. You mm -hmm. just go so hard and you push so much and your brain is just constantly fighting. Like you're driving to the grocery store and your brain is like, Ooh, that's a great content piece for a story for this launch. You're going to be in the thick of it. And so just having a couple of days to decompress and even telling your audience, like, this has been incredible. I am now taking 48 hours to nurture my launch hangover. Everybody will laugh and respect it. It'll be great know that you will have some questions after cart closes. So being prepared for, can I still get access? I tried to buy and my card didn't go through, but I was going to buy on the day off and you're going to have all these different things. Totally up to you if you want to honor those things or if you want to say, no, sorry, you needed to act at that time. Both There's pros and cons on both sides. But then giving yourself some space to breathe. I'd be remiss not to just throw that in there. And then once you're back in action that same later that same week, Creating content that is just generally nurture oriented, probably what you were doing before you went into launch mode, which I know it's usually hard to even think of a time prior to launch, but you have, like I said, those three content pillars and you probably really honed in on one. Allow yourself to expound into your zones of genius to really talk about what it is that you're passionate about. And you will probably again be sick of that topic. So being able to lean into passions of other categories and your audience is going to think, wow, that was, she's really robust. She's not just this one trick pony that only focuses on this. She can also focus on that. And I'm going to continue consuming content with her as well. So really just coming back and, and producing three posts a week and your daily, so your uh, social proof on stories and talking about more topics that are going to help your audience. Cause as an entrepreneur, your job is to solve problems. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I keep coming back to and wanting to talk about a little bit, or just at least like 
emphasize it because I feel like it was one of the best points that you've had is you mentioned how in the pre-launch phase, you start really talking about this topic and it's like, I think you use the phrase, like you come out of the woodwork. And this is such a powerful thing for people that are struggling with growing their following or becoming known as an authority in their space is that you're likely sprinkling it in here and there, but not a heavy hit where you can kind of almost enter onto the scene where people are like, wait, who is she? Like why? She's constantly talking about this. It's really relevant. It's really helpful information. You know, I want to start paying attention. So I like that concept because I know that there are people that battle social media and we talked about it on last episode. So if anyone hasn't heard that one yet, go back and listen to it because there's some great strategies and principles on social media in general, but it's such an important thing. Like everybody wants to be known as an expert, but they're not willing to, to put in the 10,000 hours on stories of like bringing value and just speaking to what they want to be known for, or they spread themselves so thin. They're like so multi-passionate that every other story is a different thing that they like or that they think about or that they like squirrel going to talk about that, you know? So this is such an awesome opportunity, both in the launch, but also in your brand and to become known for something and to step into that authority role. So I'm really glad you mentioned that. This is like, I took a page of notes. I will go back and listen again and take a second page of notes. And hopefully the people listening that aren't currently driving are doing the same thing. But is there anything that you want to add to this? Like, I feel like you've covered so much on launching and building up that hype and stepping into that authority role and, and the different phases of launch and everything that is of so much value. But I want to make sure I'm not missing a thing because I, I view you as an expert in this whole category. So if there's anything I haven't asked you, hit me with it. The only other thing I would say is that a lot of this, like you said, authority and hype and urgency, and we're doing all these things to really get people off the fence because we have all of our marketing bells and whistles in place, is that it can still be, and it should be fun for you to be in this launch. And it should be fun for your audience. It should be fun for your audience to watch you, to buy from you. They should feel congratulated and included. You should be doing your stories with enthusiasm and passion and talking away where you give yourself chills because you still believe in the power of what they're going to buy from you. And that true human outpouring and emotion in a saturated space, people will buy with their hearts over their heads. And so making sure you have a strong marketing framework, but adding the cherry on top of being a relatable human is very important. So again, enthusiasm, smiling when you don't think that it's necessary on stories, talking from a place where you are truly smiling, even on a voice memo, so they hear the, the surprise and delight in your voice. And if you're excited about it and you're excited for them about it, even to say something like, I'm so geeking out. I just looked at your page and I'm so geeking out over what this could do for you. I see some immediate fixes and I can send you that. But man, if you get into this, it is going to be gasoline on the fire. As I like to say, da -da 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 -da. they're going to be so championed by you. And it's important to really hold space and, and take their hand and say, I'm, I'm so passionate about serving you. And with that to say, the fun part is something that I do every one of my launches is I create a wall of sticky notes. I'm sure you guys have seen something similar with everybody's name who's purchased and I'll design it in different brand ways. Like with the social bungalow, there's a lot of tropical leaves. So I pulled that into play and, and we have fun with it, but I do slow pano story videos of it to say, Hey, do you see your name? Screenshot it and reshare it, which then really helps to expose the launch because people are shouting out their name and I'm on the wall and I'm so excited. And then I also show where there's open spots and I underline it and I'll say, your name here, what's your name? And what sticky note color do you want? And it turns into this very fun 
they're not actually connected via a membership or a community. They're all in their own little spaces once they buy the self-study course, but it almost creates an inner circle club of people who have purchased and that makes them feel extra special. So where you can find an inclusivity opportunity within your launch. And then finally, congratulating people and validating their purchase, not only with the auto trigger email of you did it, I'm so happy for you, I can't wait to see what this does, but I will go back through and I will DM every new purchaser and say, thank you so much. I can't wait to see what this amplifies for your growth. Let me know if you have questions. This is the way to do that. I probably already said this in the emails and on the landing page and within the course, but just to make sure they feel so taken care of, even for a low ticket offer. I've seen other people do from an aspect of fun. Every time somebody purchases, they make like a quick boomerang of themselves dancing and every person gets like a different silly dance move. And it's hilarious to watch as a consumer, even if you're not interested in buying the course, it's something that stands out. And I have one person in mind in particular who did that. And I, we're friends and I wouldn't be buying her products, but I remember it. And it just, I wanted to watch her story all day long and watch her, her actual launch unfold because of that. So have fun and take care of your audience as well. Hmm, yep. Hit the nail on the head with that one. I think people get so caught up in, in their own personal goals. They forget that the person on the receiving end of all your you know, marketing and content and everything has their own set of personal goals and they are questioning whether what you have to offer is going to be the bridge to achieve those goals. So deeply connecting with them, they are the ticket to your success. So don't, don't discredit them or uh, neglect them, especially after they buy. Like, I feel like that's where the work starts. That's where the re- relationship gets built. And like you use the phrase, um, you know, a lifetime, what, how did you say it? Like, value, lifetime yeah, value. Exactly. Like you want people that aren't just going to buy this course. You want them people that are going to be with you every step of the way through their journey as you create new things. So, and I've seen people doing this with you. So uh, thank you so much. This has been like, just ridiculously so fun for me. Uh, it, the combination of geeking out on topics that I like way too much and that are way too fun for me with someone who is just such a bright spirit has been just a blast. So thank you for being here for the last three episodes and kicking us off into season two of Scaling Up. This has just been unbelievable. Thanks, Shannon. Yeah, season two. Thank you so much for having me. This has been, again, also geeking out over these topics, hanging out with you. It has been so fun. If you guys, I always talk with my hands. If anybody listening has seen me in action, there was a lot of hands. And so just the amount of like urgent hands that have been happening this whole time, it's just been so, so fun. So thank you so much for having me. And remind us, I know we've talked about in the last two episodes, but I want them to continue to come find you. Where can they come hunt you down? I am on Instagram at the social bungalow, and that is my handle on any platform or my website, the Perfect. Go check her out, her content, her courses, uh, the community itself. Just amazing. You don't want to miss out on an opportunity to continue to learn from the Shannon Lutz. It's been awesome having you on. And be sure to take a screenshot of today's episode. Tag Shannon and I. We want to celebrate your wins. We want to see you implement the things that we've been talking about because we know you're capable and there are next levels for you as you scale up. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homes, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. 
And if you liked today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.